<laughs> so fucking excited to talk to you. <laughs> oh, yay. I'm so excited to talk to you, and I'm glad I'm here. Things are rolling. Perfect. <laughs> I know. This is amazing. Um, I know this part probably won't be on, on the podcast, except that maybe we, people do need now fucking excited. <laughs> But uh, anyway, I thanks so much for agreeing to talk to me. I, I, um, so this is new. Yes, yeah, this is the this is the second year, our second guest that oh, we cool. have had on, and um, I know you've heard from my assistant Amy, mm-hmm. and Amy is always like, "Who do you want to talk to?" And I always think I want to talk to these people, but I doubt they want to talk to me. Oh my god. <laughs> Because every everybody just seems so much more interesting, um, and she said I heard back from Nicole, and she said yes. I was like, yay! I'm so oh, so excited. Oh, so awesome! <laughs> that's yeah. so awesome. I know that's how it is, right? You always feel like it's not going to work out, or these voices in your head, and then it always works out. Well, yes. not always, but sometimes it does. <laughs> yeah, when it's meant to be, it works out, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, um, I, I'm so excited to have you and, um, I feel like, first of all, we're in alignment in that we both as artists, number one, are just super excited about empowering women mm-hmm. and our voices, but number two, like super, like, it's so important to me that people show up honestly with their art. Mm. Uh, and authentically with their art. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to read your bio to our listeners, but I'm, then I'm going to, I'm going to, well, no, I'm going to do it in the reverse. So for those of you, of you who don't know who I'm talking to, I'm talking to Nicole, the Nicole Washington. And according to, I'll tell you what her bio is, but then I'll tell you the thing that she said that I think is the best. So Nicole Washington is a visual artist working and living in New York. She uses photography, paint, and design to create bold images, to say the least, uh, that are an exploration of feminine strength, identity, and spirituality. I'm here for all of that, by the way. Nicole's work has lent itself to a variety of projects, including a mural at Black Girls Code headquarters and commissions for companies such as The New Yorker, HBO, no big deal, and most recently, a street installation in the Hudson Yards area of New York. Nicole's work has been exhibited nationally in galleries and, mu- and museums. Okay. So that's like the formal CV thing, right? Mm-hmm. But, here, but here's what you say that I feel like sums you up. Fuck the rules that suppress your authenticity. <laughs> that's so, fu- you know, what's so funny is that that this always happens where somebody was like, oh, here's this formal thing. And then they like bring up something that I said online and they're like, but this is what you said. <laughs> that is so great. And I wholeheartedly agree with that. Yeah. I mean, my, <laughs> if I, I say so myself. Well, I feel like what I'm really hoping with this is that people are going to hear or, or see this and they are going to feel even more empowered as artists and as women to show up unapologetically as they are because of who you are mm. in the in the world. And have you always have you always been this way, Nicole? Or was there um, a defining moment where you did say, "Fuck this! I'm going to be 
all that I am and say all that I need to say? Or was it just always like this? It wasn't always like this. I actually grew up extremely shy and I didn't, I suppressed my voice a lot. Um, I had kind of a rocky childhood. And so I grew up in a lot of fear and just always concerned of other people judging me. And I don't know if there was a defining moment, but I'm trying to think. I, I don't know. I think it just gradually happened over time where I peeled off these layers of what other people were telling me I was supposed to be and things that I had picked up. And after a point, you just get tired of carrying all of that with you. And, you know, also my sadness turned into like rebellion. <laughs> And it was just like, no, I'm tired of being sad. I'm tired of being like, you know, having tears and taking all of this frustration inward. So like there are things that I'm actually upset about. And also like I want to make space for myself. And I, so I think just over time, I, um, I just, be, I became more empowered. And then also when I started to really find myself as an artist, all of that got channeled into my artwork. Yeah. I so relate to this. Um, I, I had a, a difficult traumatic childhood as well. And um, I often talk to artists about um, getting clear on why they're doing what they're doing. And I remember uh, I had a mentor that asked me, you know, why are you painting? And this was, um, this was years ago and it just pissed me off. I was like, I paint because I want to paint because it makes me feel good. It gives me time for myself. And um, she insisted I dig a little bit deeper. She's like, well, why not dance or why not, uh, you know, cook or what, whatever. Why not something? Why painting? Why that? And as I pulled back the layers and really, I, I realized it's because I never felt seen or heard. And I just wanted to be seen and heard. And Nicole, I always felt, I felt shame around that. I was like, I mean, that's embarrassing. That's what I thought. I don't think that anymore. I'm embarrassed that that's my why, that I just want to be seen and heard. Like that's fucking pathetic. <laughs> but now I talk to so many artists and they're like, no, it gave me a place to put the things that I needed to say. And put the like put it somewhere. Absolutely. So what has it done for you to be able to because I feel like for me it it healed something in me that didn't need that I didn't need somebody else to say even needed to be healed. Right. Oh, it yeah. just Yeah, I feel very similarly. Um it has, you know. Art helped me find my actual voice, like the voice that I'm speaking with now. Like you have your artistic voice, but it helped me to actually be able to speak up and to make sense of myself. Um, you know, I'm one of those artists that I create the work and then I figure out what the work means after I create it. I don't always have like exactly in mind what I'm going to create. And so it's beautiful in that way that it's been able to show me things about myself that I can then sit with and explore. And it's just, it's, 
it's so interesting because I even have been thinking lately about where I'm at in my artistic journey now because like you were saying before, I also realized that I create art to feel seen and heard. But one of the difficulties was throughout this artistic journey, I realized that I was also meshing that with how I move through the world as an artist kind of like in my business world. And that's, you know, it's such a tricky thing being an artist and being an entrepreneur, as you know. Yes. And so I realized like, oh, sometimes I show up in the business world and I'm saying, see me, see me, see me. And I realized like, that's not healthy for me, you know? And so I, I got to this point where it's like art was my healing, but I also saw a therapist too. And just recently I got to a point where I was like, oh, I can separate these two. Like when I'm creating art, that's like my safe space. That's where I can channel all of these things and get to understand myself. But when I show up in the world and I'm doing things and I'm, you know, being an entrepreneur, I have a healed self that can move through that world that, you know, can, um, I don't, I don't want to say be stronger than my art self, but it just moves differently. And those are things that I've had to parse out a lot. Right. So um, I want to make sure I understand you. So I think what I hear you saying is that as artists, we show up like in this creative, like this is, we're in our bubble. We say the things we do. And then when we turn, we turn our, like put our business hat on, then we show up sometimes a little differently. Is that what you're saying? Or I think what I, that's kind of what I'm saying. I was saying that, um, when I'm, because art can be this really intimate, personal thing that you're creating. And then it's like there are times where like I'm at a gallery show and I'm like, holy shit, my spirit is on the wall. That's weird. Like I want to go run and hide. And I had, I got to a point where I was able to, and you know, the art helped me with this too, that I was able to stand by that. And when I'm talking to people about my art, I'm not in this quiet space. I was like, oh, I I have another side of me that's able to stand up and be confident about what I've just created. Because sometimes when I'm creating it, I'm not in a confident space. I'm creating these bold images because I want to get there, you Mm -hmm. know? And so um, it's been an interesting journey of really learning more about myself and pulling these different parts of myself um, out of me that have wanted to be seen and heard for so long. Yeah. And don't you think, I I always say it takes, one of the reasons I am so like passionate about championing artists is because we have to turn, like the best art is when an artist turns themselves inside out. Mm -hmm. And that is the most vulnerable feeling ever but that's where I okay let me just say that's where the juice comes from and I think you said that's where the good shit is yeah (laughs) (laughs) yes yes you said let's create from the deepest part of ourselves that's where the good shit is but so it takes so much courage to keep going with that like the deep stuff right yeah okay let's back up a little bit so there's this you know I, you went to 
did you go to art school? Did you not go to art school? Yeah, I did. So I did my undergraduate in, I studied fashion because that's also a, a really huge interest of mine. And also when I was young, because I wasn't able to speak up, I was able to uh, express myself through clothing. So that's always been like a passion of mine. But when I was in, you know, studying fashion marketing, after I graduated, I, you know, I assisted stylists and I moved around in the fashion world, but I felt like this, this still isn't it. I still feel like, where do I belong? Where can I, you know, express myself? And so um, I studied fashion in Los Angeles and then I moved to New York and I got a camera because I was going to start a style blog. And instead of, well, no, I was taking photos of myself in fashion, but then I realized like, oh, there's a deeper part of self-portraiture that I can explore. And so I got really into self-portraiture and I realized like, oh, there's something here. And so I eventually found myself at School of Visual Arts and I saw some of the work that was coming up there that I thought was really inspiring. And so I did my master's at School of Visual Arts. And by the time I got my thesis project, I had combined all of these different um, like parts of like, you know, not just taking photos, but ripping them up and painting on them. And I was able to find my voice by the end of that program. Right. And um, how about the whole, like what, so I came about being an artist from, I first was an, like I did a lot of different things I had. I ran restaurants and opened up a wine bar before any people were doing wine bars and yeah. uh, I had an organic clothing company. Um, so I came and then one day I just woke up and thought, I want to paint. Oh, cool. And so, you know, like, what, how does that happen? But um, anyway, and so I applied all of these business um, best practices and tools to creating an art business because I didn't. I didn't go to art school and I didn't have people telling me, you, you know, you better have a plan B, starving artists, you know, it's not a real job, like all of that. I just applied all of these things and I didn't have that mindset. Um, can you talk a little bit about your mindset as you were deciding to make this a career? Yeah. You know, it makes me think of like just growing up and thinking about like the things that I wanted to do. One of the things I am really grateful for is that my mom kind of always, she never put like a lid over my dreams or the things that I wanted to do. She was always kind of like, okay, well go do that. And so I always had this idea of like, oh, I can just keep trying things and anything can really happen. And then um, when I was doing my master's and I started to think about myself as a entrepreneur, I don't, you know, it's interesting because I kind of didn't think of myself as an entrepreneur. I thought of myself, I just thought of all the things that I wanted to do because I have all these interests. I realized like when I started to create my images, I was like, oh, I want to put those on shirts. I want to make zines. I want to do this. I want to like, you know, find a way to like connect with people that are in music. And so I had all of these ideas of things that I wanted to do and I just went and did them. And then I found myself being a professional. And I think the the angle where I've been able to continue to be an arts professional is that came from just 
I've always worked. I've always, like, before I was an artist, I shouldn't even say before I was an artist, but before I was a working artist, um, I, you know, I worked as a receptionist. I worked in, in, you know, clothing stores. And so I always was able to communicate in a professional manner, which really helps with the different logistics that you have to go through as an artist. So that's where that came in. But as far as like thinking about, can I do this um, as a profession? I think the struggles for that comes later because for me, at least my art career, it's not just like this rising trajectory. It's like a roller coaster. It goes up and down. And so on the moments that are more still, I get nervous and I'm like, oh my God, can I do this? Every Why did I do this? <laughs> and so then I have to like build myself back up. I'm so with you on this. I'm so with you. And I, I've talked to other artists that, um, that talk about like, you better have a strong why a strong reason for doing this. And the other thing I think, Nicole, is you better have like no other choice. Yeah, right? <laughs> because I mean, I I don't have a partner. I don't there's nobody that's like, "Oh, you can rest today." Or <laughs> like, what the hell? I got to work. I got to like yes. I like to eat. I don't know. Call yes. me crazy. Yes. But you're right. You're so right. Like you, you've had all these jobs, you know, you know, you got to work at it. And, uh, I have the program, um, called studio elite where I bring in a handful of artists and we work together for six months and it's really an intimate program. And all of these artists end up doing just amazing things. Um, but the, the single thing they have in common is what you're talking about, which is like this commitment mm. and, and that that it, this is a job. This is yeah. a profession. This is a chosen profession, and we're going to work to yeah. um, to do that. Okay, can we talk a little bit about the clothing? Your yeah. the, the your art, like how did that happen? Because I love your trench coats, mm. uh, and I can't wait because we're going to put all of this in the show notes where people can find you and your your stuff. But tell me how that happened. Um, you know that happened just naturally from the beginning, like, you know, it's interesting, like I make works on canvas very often, like, you know, I, when I graduated at SVA, like that's what I was doing. I was making works on canvas and on paper, but all, like the fashion thing comes so natural because that's what I like to do. So when, as soon as I started making art, like when, when I really found my style, um, I was putting it on t-shirts. Even before I had them for sale, I was just doing it for myself. I, and I was just wearing them. And then I thought like, oh, I could put these on t-shirts and then just put them in my online shop. And it's just been a natural thing of what I have always done. Um, well, all of, like you said, you have all these interests, mm -hmm. right? And yeah. so, well, okay. So that brings me to the next question. Mm -hmm. um, I, when I'm teaching artists about how to have successful art businesses, one of the things that I talk about is, you know, so often we think of as, as artists that we, we create the piece and we put it out in the world. Like we just hope it sells. And that could be hope it sells through social media or hope it sells through a gallery or hope it, like whatever. Right. Yeah. And so I always talk about um, every successful business has 
various revenue streams or different ways that they, you know, make money. Like Starbucks has coffee, right? But they mm-hmm. also sell all of these other things. And, and as artists, to have a diversification of how we make money. And so you sell your originals, mm-hmm. right? What other – do you subscribe to this way of thinking, first of all, or do you think that's bullshit? Because you can say that. <laughs> no, I absolutely subscribe to that way of being. Um, you know, actually, when I was in school, they, that was a really good thing about going to SVA. I did the digital photography program, and so it was pretty business-oriented, like the MFA, I don't think was as business oriented, but um, there was a lawyer that came in and he was like, you want to make a little bit of money in a lot of different places. And that kind of stuck with me. Um, but it also is just really great for me because I like to do a lot of different things. I like to have a lot of things going on. And so, um, you know, when I graduated, one of the things that I can think of is, I had this series called For My Girls, and it was mixed media. It was photography, and I hand-painted on top of it, and I was showing that in galleries. But then um, Refinery29 came to me, and they were like, would you, we really want you to do um, some illustrations for an editorial that we're doing. Would you be open to doing this for editorial purposes? And I was kind of like, oh, I don't know, because I saw my I saw that series as a very like a fine art kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But then they they were really great, especially like the editor that I worked with, and we talked about it. And I did those illustrations for them digitally, and so it opened up this world of like, oh, I can do like I can have my fine artwork, and then I can do things digitally. And then I also think because I had, you know, the way that I thought about my art was not just the physical artwork. It was like, I have a message that I want to bring. And my message has always been about um, empowering women, but it's also just like a celebration of self and being really rooted in your authenticity and confident in that. And so I started to get hired for things where people wanted that energy. And so sometimes it was a movie poster. Sometimes it was a t-shirt commission design. Sometimes it was photography. And so I, when that happened, I realized like, oh, this is really great because when, you know, it one, it keeps me excited, but also there's always something going on and there's something that I can fall back on in these different areas. Right. And your message is so, um, it's it like, I feel like your art and your message are synonymous, mm. right? Like it's such a powerful message. Um, Nicole, I've had, uh, times where, you know, things have happened. I'm, I'm with you and, um, female empowerment, using our voices, being authentic, all of that. And I have had times where some really shitty um, Supreme Court things have happened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or, or some other things have, have gone down. Um, and I've used my voice and my platform to talk about my own um, thoughts and feelings around this. Mm-hmm. And I've had people around me suggest that maybe I shouldn't do that. Mm. for fear of, uh, you know, people disagreeing with me and losing what, and I'm like, I don't, I really could give zero fucks about that because I, it's, it's taken me so long because I'm so old. (laughs) That's way older than you. 
<laughs> it's taken me so long to find my voice that I'll be damned if somebody's going to, you know, yes. you know, silence me now. Um, but I do consider, I mean, it's not that I don't ever think somebody could come, you know, come for me for some of the things that I say. Yeah. I just do it anyway. And so I guess what I'm, what my, my question to you is, does that ever cross your mind? Because I feel like people, well, I hope women will listen to us and maybe they'll think, well, I'm afraid and though they're different than I am. Yeah. And the fact is, is I'm wondering if you've ever been afraid and said it anyway. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because especially like a few years, I mean, our world has been through a lot in the last few years. And so it's a lot, you know what I mean? And I have felt a lot of different ways about it. I'm always for speaking up and speaking your mind, but I also am for speaking from your own truth because there have been some times where maybe something has happened and I notice like, everybody has an opinion about it like tomorrow and I'm like damn I don't I don't know what to think you know what I mean like I just have feelings right now and and I do think it's really powerful and really helpful when people speak up from that first initial feeling and sometimes I do and sometimes it is scary but I always like cultivating your intuition to me feels is like a really important thing. Yeah. And so I always listen to my intuition of like, is this something that I want to say right now? Or do I want to think about it for a while? And um, yeah, I, and I always feel like if I'm saying, as long as I'm saying my truth, then it is a part of my journey and that it's going to take me where I'm supposed to go. Yeah. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I love that about just taking a, let's take a beat. Take yeah. a minute. Yeah. <laughs> Let's sit with this and, and see you know, what this is really all about. Okay, I'm going to change gears just a little bit. Um, so I am so passionate about um, artists making a living and having freedom to, to do that because I think we are some of the most important uh, people in the world. And I think we always have been, and yet – there's really no other profession that assumes poverty yeah. other, other than the priesthood, like, yeah. like artists. But I've talked about this before. I said, if when we think back on it, you know, we wouldn't have history or understand the history of our civilization without hieroglyphics, mm -hmm. right? And I said, you know, could, I don't even think we could have sex without Marvin Gaye. I'm just saying. <laughs> hilarious <laughs> um and so and yet artists are supposed to be poor and you know you know poverty stricken and all that so i just think it's all a bunch of bullshit we just haven't been taught how to make a business out of it yep. but anyway but going back to the hieroglyphics you know when i see your work there's so much symbolism and can i dare i say like some a hieroglyphic sort of slant to some yeah. of your work Tell us how that happened, how that came about, like share so, a little bit of that. Yeah. So it's so interesting how this ties in to what we were just talking about, because 
I so I have these symbols that I paint all around my artwork and they're symbols that I came up with and in the beginning I was writing words like English words around my photos and um, I you know there I think it was like 2017 is when I started and there was just so much chaos on social media and the news and it, it was again back to this place where I felt like everybody has something to say right away it was I was like I'm in awe of some people that are able to like come up with these like just really strong thoughtful answers or opinions right when something happens but that's just not me I need time to process it and so I kind of just intuitively started making symbols and I was I was looking at Egyptian hieroglyphs and Adinkra symbols I've always looked at that because there's something about um, just symbols that I feel like is so primal. Even if you just think about like cave paintings, like that's one of the first ways that humans communicated with each other. But I think I started using symbols to communicate with myself. I was like, I need like a secret language because there's something about a symbol, especially if you don't know what that symbol means that you stop and you look at it for a while before you immediately react to it. For sure. And that's what I wanted. I wanted to create this safe space where these symbols were protective. And for a while um, I didn't really share my symbols and now I'm, I'm more open to sharing them because um, you know, I want to invite people in, but I also, you know, I like it when people tell me what the symbols mean for them. It's not something I don't make the symbols so that people can decipher them and know exactly what I was thinking. I want people to feel something and have it create a safe space for other people, a place where other people can feel held. I love that because I, you know, uh, Basquiat is just one of my, just probably my all time favorite artists. And, And, you know, he, you probably know this, but when he would write words, um, he would always uh, scribble out one of the letters. Mm-hmm. And when he was asked why he did that, he said, because if it's just a word, then that people don't have to sit with it to, you know, kind of decipher it. Yeah. And uh, that seems like you just took it even a step further. It's like, okay, now we're going to take out the words and we're just going to have the symbols and then people can sit with deciphering that or experiencing that in their own way yeah yeah that is so powerful so so powerful that's another reason why I love your work so much um so your art has been on HBO it's had lots of acclaim you are the shit I know you don't feel like that (laughs) because we never feel like we've gotten there right it's always it's always (laughs) just a journey um but does it surprise you that this has happened because no is a perfectly, I've heard somebody go, no, I worked my ass off. For this. <laughs> you know, it's funny. It feels, I do have to stop because I feel like I'm always doing stuff. And so sometimes I just get caught up in the day to day and I might get frustrated. And the moments is when it surprises me is when I think about who I used to be like that young girl. And I'm like, 
I would have never imagined that my life could be so creative and exciting and colorful. I would have never imagined that. Like, I just didn't. I was so shy. I was a completely different person. So in those moments, it surprises me. Um, the thing that I shouldn't say it doesn't what it doesn't surprise me, but I feel like I've been really lucky that all of the commissions that I've had and most of the jobs that I've I've gotten have been so aligned with who I am that that feels like when I get it, I'm like, that's fucking awesome. <laughs> but it also is like, wow, that's even more awesome that it's it's a part of me. I, I don't have to fake it. Like it just feels like I'm just doing my thing every time somebody else asks me to do something for them. So it's, yeah, but it, it does feel exciting, but it, it is also something that I have to remind myself because when you get into your day to day, you can forget the things that you've done. And then it feels like, oh my gosh, where am I? What am I going to do? And then it's just like, Go read that bio <laughs> and then feel better. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, because there's always the next project, right? Mm -hmm. The next thing that we're looking towards. But I'd love that you say, you know, if you think about that little girl, you know, what would she say? Wouldn't she be so surprised? Mm -hmm. Right. And and so do you hear from, uh, I mean, I'm, sh I'm sure you do. Do you hear from people, from girls, from, you know, people who bought your art? What are they saying? This is your time to go, yeah, I hear from this. <laughs> you know, I, I do hear from people, and it means so much to me. It means so, so much to me when people let me know that they see themselves in my art. You know, even if it's just one person because that is what I make. That's a huge part of why I make art. And that's why I love art so much. I am connected to art where I can see somebody's spirit because that's where I connect. And so when people say that or it reminds them of something or even, you know, I get a lot that people feel like I feel inspired myself to make art. It makes me, because I feel like, there's something about my art that is a rejection of the rules of like, yeah. I think because I cut up my photographs and it's mixed media and it's not in some, it's, you know, people are sometimes like, oh, what genre of art do you make? And I'm like, I don't know. It's just what I do. And so I think that gives space for other people to feel like, oh, I can also make something. And that makes me so happy because I feel like even if you don't want to be a professional artist, just the act of making art is so healing. I couldn't agree more. In fact, I have these two sides of my brain that kind of compete with each other a little bit. Like, like I could talk all day long about the process of making art and what it does for me or what, does it, what it does for people. I was just um, with my, uh, my stepmother this past weekend who has been having a lot of health issues and suffered from a stroke. Mm, and thank you. Um, but I said, you know what? Let's paint. Mm. And the act of creating the art, she just lit up and it lit me up, you know, it made me teary. I was like, oh my gosh, this is this is the this is the core of why I do what I do. Um, but I love this conversation because what I hear you say, Nicole, is you have not sacrificed the core and the the 
why you do what you do for business, mm-hmm. right? That you mm-hmm. can, that we can hold both. We can be both a powerful force in the world with the art that we make yes. and true and true to ourselves and have a great business, thriving business, doing what we love. So I love that. Yes. Thanks for being an example of that for all of us. Oh, thank you. And you too. I also just want to say I was one of the reasons why I was excited to do this is because I think it is so important, especially right now, for artists to create their own lanes. And when I saw what you were doing, I was like, this is a woman who is creating her own lane and is making a business for herself in the art world. And because, you know, there's this thing called the art world, and that can feel so intimidating. And I feel like, you know, artists, they feel like, oh, if I didn't make it into this gallery or if I didn't make it into this institution, then I can't be an artist. But we are in a time where there are so many outlets. And I also think it's just important for the for artists all across the board that we take some control over our journeys because art is so much more than an institution or a business. And I feel like when we take control over our journeys, then more people can experience the power of art. So thank you for inviting me. Well, that's a mic drop. That is that is so beautiful. I don't know what's going to happen, but that clip, that clip is going in somewhere. Okay, before we leave, we yeah. went, I need to do two things. Okay, okay. so um, I uh, I ask each of my guests, because I've had so many, like solid two, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I ask each of my guests to leave a question for the next guest. Mm-hmm. It's uh, usually an artist. Okay. Um, um, so I want to get that from you. But first, the question that was given uh, from the last guest was, uh, it's, it's two parts. Number one, what artist inspire you know inspires you, and then secondly, uh, who is an up and coming artist that you're excited about that uh, you could shine some light on? Because you know, so I know that's uh, I'm putting you on the spot here. Um. Okay. So. And it's funny, like an art. So there's so many artists. Okay. So there's like. Lorna Simpson, who is amazing visual artist. I was looking at her work so much when I was finding my voice. And also Wageshi Mutu. Um, and then also just lately, I've, um, I don't know who, I think it's Daniel Roseberry that designs for Scaparelli right now, but it's a fashion uh, designer. And oh my God, it just blows my mind. I love that label. It's just amazing. Um, and, um, when I think about artists that, you know, I, so I live upstate New York and there is a beautiful community of artists here in Ossining. So I just want to give shine. Like there's an artist that I collaborate with a lot. Her name is Starlet Cassell. I love her work. Starlet. Um, let me just make sure, cause we're going to put this in the show notes. So Starlet Cassell. Starlet, 
Starlet with a C S C A R L E T T. Yeah, Starlet Cassell. Okay. And Sketch. He goes by Sketch Sketch on Instagram. He also lives in the area and he is like fucking amazing um portrait artist. And so yeah. I love that. I love that. Um well I also want to say I love music as well. And I I don't know like how, how your feelings about this, like how am you know how you can add um, songs to reels? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I saw that you added a, a song from Fat and the Wigway. Oh, yes. Uh, and I saw um, uh, Toby and Fat here at ACL. I, I was so jealous. Oh my god, I'm so jealous. <laughs> I was first of all, first of all, my kids. We we have like a, a family reunion every year for ACL for Austin City Limits Music Festival. They all come in and we go, and they're like, well, "We're going here, we're going here." I'm like, "I don't care where you go. There's only one <laughs> band I want to see." And Toby Newigway, and I was like the first girl in the front, like just waiting, and it was the best concert I've ever seen. Anyway, I just wanted to. I saw that you used them. Yes, I love that you mentioned that. I love, love, love them. Love music, love uh, all of that. Well, uh, Nicole, you have, I just, I feel so honored that you joined me um, yes. today. And thanks for talking to us. I know your story and your journey is going to inspire so many others. So, um, what is your question for our next guest? Um, what is the last thing you saw? that excited and inspired you? Wow, that is a great question. Great, great question. Okay, and Nicole, where can people find you? So I know your website, and can you give us your website, Instagram, anything, yes. anywhere, any shows you have coming up, anything you want to share with us? Yes, um, you can find me at NicoleWashington.com, and that's Nicole with an H, N-I-C-H-O-L-E. Um, and I'm Nicola Wola across all paths platforms, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok. And I'm going to be starting a YouTube series where I go um, deeper into my creative process. So within the next month, that should be amazing. Great. So yeah. you'll have your own YouTube channel. Yes. Yes. I love that. I love that. That's awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. This is great. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records.